0: It, how long have we been doing
1: this show? You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey, everybody. It's Wrestling Life. It's episode 187. It is Liam's birthday, 2019.
2: I'm Ethan. What are you looking at, Zippy? I'm Liam.
1: <laughs> Happy birthday, pal. Thanks, man. Um, so much to talk about this week. Oh, my goodness.
2: And so much we can't talk about because <laughs> we, can't, we can't take the risk of getting off topic and talking about, you know, Survivor Series 2003 tonight because there's just so much current news to talk about in the world of (laughs) WWE.
1: If I try to do like five minutes on Tony Storm's thick legs again, will you please cut me off?
2: Yep, we'll uh, we'll have to come up with a buzzer sound or something.
1: (laughs) So, um, Dean Ambrose is leaving WWE. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They actually addressed this with a press release. <laughs> we had we had Dean Ambrose on the list of things to talk about before this news broke this week. It's true, um, just because <laughs> you have some strong Dean Ambrose feelings, but some of that's been rendered moot now that um, he's going to be heading down the road.
2: Yeah, I think this is best for uh, everyone involved. If, uh, if Dean Ambrose is no longer on on WWE television, I think that would be great. <laughs> um <laughs> you know there was a time when I was very much in the school of Dean is really good and they're just misusing him and if they just turned him heel everything would be better and I was wrong he sucks and his in ring I think he's deteriorated in the ring and, and I get it the material he's been given is not great but like it's WWE in 2019 and the mark of like good wrestlers now is the people that can overcome the terrible creative. That's why like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Braun Strowman, people like that. It's like, they're the people that get over in spite of terrible creative. And Dean is not good enough to get over in spite of terrible creative. So he's got to go.
1: Well, he is. Yeah. And... Good news, everyone.
2: <laughs>
1: um, lots of lots of movement here Hideo Itami uh asked for his release and was granted so if you're Mike and Maria and the revival
2: if you're Dash wilder we're, we can't afford to let you go pal but <laughs> fideo asks like who, who are you yeah sure get out of here
1: but I mean I, really I, I think that's probably for the best too don't you
2: <laughs> yeah I mean it's what's He's a non entity on a show that's a non entity. Like, he couldn't even be like a star on the show Nobody Watches. He was like a nobody on a show full of nobodies. So, I, yeah, I think it'll be for the best for him to get out and, uh, you know, I don't know, go somewhere where he can start kicking people in the face again and he won't get in trouble for it.
1: So, Chris Jericho got all liquored up and went on Twitter. <laughs> And no who's... man,
2: he's working an angle. You simple fool as they... Sure. His pal Dave told me it's it's all the work, so.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, buddy. Uh, <laughs> so Chris Jericho uh got all liquored up on <laughs> Yeah Boys and went on Twitter. Ugh. Yeah Boys, by the way, are the drink that he claims to have invented, which is vodka and water.
2: That's no one ever thought to do vodka and water in a drink in a cu- in a cup. Before yeah. Chris Jericho, exactly. also that was that was his thing that he said that like when he realized he was an alcoholic and he wanted to cut down, <laughs> he, after Shawn Michaels yelled at him in London for being a <laughs> drunk ass ass h in front of uh, Shawn's kids, uh, <laughs> Chris Jericho's solution was not to uh, quit all liquor; it was to quit brown liquors, <laughs> and so he invented this vodka tonic. That's what it is. It's a vodka tonic, and <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's. So anyway, he was having one of those and was tweeting about how Brock Lesnar is fat. Yeah. And, uh, what else did he say?
1: He's on, AEW is only interested in six or eight WWE guys tops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if you're the young bucks and you're reading that stuff, you think they're like, oh man, what do we get ourselves into with this guy? A little bit. So, he, he very clearly wants a match with Brock Lesnar, and uh, he wants it to, to happen in, in AEW. Dean Ambrose could be headed there. Um, Wrestling Observer Radio reported that Ambrose is friends with Cody and Jericho, which I have a difficult time picturing Ambrose being friends with anyone, but... <laughs> um. I don't know it seems like a lot of talent moving to AEW and Jericho wants even more headed down there. Um, <laughs> they don't have bottomless pockets over there, you know what I mean? Like No,
2: there's a but they make they even made jokes about that on being the elite. About the idea that they would just be handing out like, you know, these sweetheart deals to every single person who wants a job.
1: Do you want to do a five minute being the elite recap?
2: Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk all about them going to some Indian in Seattle and let's just talk about it in nauseating detail.
1: <laughs> no thanks.
2: Okay, um, we'll we'll skip it this week.
1: All right, cool. So yeah, so I think I think there is gonna be some real movement, but I also think that maybe if you're the Mike and Maria's of the world. You just kind of need to hold your horses a little bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting in the sense that there's so many people that are somewhat publicly expressing their uh, discontent with the company. Um, it feels like it's been a long time since we've seen that all at once. You maybe see one or two people do this once in a while, but you def- its it's just, you know, it seems like the hits keep on coming. Obviously, Ambrose is far and away would be the biggest name to leave that company in a very long time. So, I mean, a former world champion and he was never number one, but you know, number two, number three, three guy in your company leaving and maybe going and joining, uh, the new, uh, the new upstart promotion. That's, I mean, that's big news. Um, yes, as you mentioned that on, on the other hand, though, um, Mike Kanellis can. Uh, I don't care where he goes, honestly. So it'll be interesting. It, it's it is definitely an interesting climate, though. And uh, you know, maybe if AEW does get TV before at the end of the year, can they pull off a Lex Luger moments?
1: Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I I would I would be aiming higher than <laughs> trying to replicate something Eric Bischoff did. But okay. no,
2: no, I'm saying, because you think you can get Lex Luger
1: present day? <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I heard I heard he wants all of his money up front, not just a deposit. Mm. But
2: speaking of so, which, Jeff Jarrett is back. Speaking of wanting <laughs> all their money up front,
1: that's that's correct. So let's just tidy up on all of the all the loose ends here. Ember Moon needs elbow surgery. Jeff Jarrett, uh, Shane Helms, Sanjay Dutt, Sean Davari, Sean Davari are all headed to WWE as producers. They started this weekend, this past weekend. Jeff Jarrett was on television two days in a row. It sure was. He was on TV with a Road Dogg on Monday night.
2: Doing his 1995 gimmick, which he, he was in WWF. At, I guess Vince doesn't remember that Jeff Jarrett came back to WWF in, like, 98.
1: He blocked it out because that's when Jeff allegedly held him up. Sure, sure.
2: And that's fine. But it's just so funny that like he has to come out, much like when they inducted Scott Hall into the Hall of Fame and he had to go <laughs> in as Razor Ramon and could only talk about Razor Ramon. Yeah. Um it's just funny the things that <laughs> the decisions that are made sometimes with silly things like this.
0: Jeff
1: still throws a heck of a working punch though. I mean Yeah. To to Jerry Lawler punch, but
2: it's definitely a Memphis punch. But hey, maybe uh, if he had worn a shirt, I think everyone would have been a little happier with his Royal Rumble appearance.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Royal Rumble, Uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are the Royal Rumble winners. Becky and Ronda, Seth and Brock. I don't know what's going to happen on SmackDown. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) Yes, you do. All right, enlighten me. What's going to happen?
2: Charlotte's going to get added to the match.
1: (laughs) It's it's so patently clear. It has been patently clear for months. That's what's going to happen. And everybody's like, oh, please don't do it. Please don't do it. The match doesn't need it.
2: Like wrestling reporters who break legitimate news are saying this on Twitter. And I'm like, you have to know somebody in this company that's told you that's the plan. Like Dave can't be the only guy who no- who noticed that, right? I,
1: I I don't know. I do think like half of wrestling reporters don't have any sources. So, <laughs> um, so what do you think? Don't have any
2: sources. Wade Keller broke the Dean Ambrose <laughs> news. <laughs>
1: he broke a legitimate piece of news here in the year of our Lord, two thousand nineteen.
2: How about that? The torch coming back with a vengeance
1: i i i've never read the torch because i, I don't read fiction uh, <laughs> but anyway drive by on the torch for no reason i uh, know you've done some work for them yes <laughs> everyone's
2: uh the person i generally dealt with is no longer working there though so
1: i see all right so royal rumble was a show uh nxt take over the night before was also a show i have no memory of either at this point because royal <laughs> rumble Royal Rumble just beat the love for pro wrestling right out of me, at least for this week. And Raw wasn't much better. And I missed SmackDown. But um I guess start with TakeOver. Um, you surprised any of the finishes? would you like? What didn't you like?
2: Uh I was I think I liked the best that it was just uh it was over by nine thirty. I think that was the coolest part of the show. But uh I guess you're maybe a little surprised that Gargano uh, won won the North American title, and um, the ending of the show with him and and Champa seemingly being aligned again, um, which I guess will play out over the next few weeks of NXT television um, as they lead to the next takeover. But um, yeah, there wasn't anything that like really surprised me. But uh, I mean, it was an enjoyable enough show. I don't think it was one of the best, but I thought it was enjoyable.
1: And the rumble, that was a long show.
2: We didn't even really watch. We watched like the last twenty <laughs> minutes of the pre-show, so we yeah. saw we saw the buddy, the big buddy Murphy match, right, which was good. No, it was yeah, it was very good. But and then we watched the entire main show, obviously, which yeah. started at seven p.m. and went off the air at like eleven fifty-four, yes p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, yeah, it was long. Um, if the show ended when Becky Lynch won the rumble, I think it would have been a really good show. And then they went for another, you know, 90 minutes or whatever. So.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I haven't gone back and looked at it. I, if memory serves me, I think that happened at like nine 40. I think the, the women's rumble ended at about nine 40. So, at, you know, two hours and, or. I guess in about three hours with well, the pre-show that I'd seen, that had been about enough wrestling for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they went two more hours. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I mean, there it's a lot of stuff that I'm sure might have been good in a vacuum. Um, I mean, this, again, pre, pre-Women's Rumble, I thought the Becky Asuka match was good. I thought the Ronda Sasha match was good. And I thought the end of the Women's Rumble was good. Um, so yeah, that's that sums up three three you know three good things. Or it's good stuff. It was a good night for women's wrestling certainly. And in a vacuum, maybe that Daniel Bryan match was good until the finish. But they decided to do like Matt wrestling, and the crowd was not interested in seeing Matt wrestling at the three hour and ten minute mark. In a what ended up being nearly five-hour show.
1: Yeah, Raw was kind of a mixed bag. There was good, there was bad. Um, What do you think of the uh, decision? I guess just creatively, are you okay with Seth Rollins winning the Men's Rumble?
2: Yeah, I guess just because I don't know who. I mean, it was him. We talked about this on our previous show. It was him or Drew, right? As far as Raw goes, like there wasn't
1: Braun maybe, but.
2: Yeah, I guess I guess Braun was still an option, but I think we've established long ago that Braun's role is to be a giant, and the giants are never the guys who are the conquering babyface. So, um, yeah, as far as Seth's still the most over babyface on the show right now, so he's your most over babyface should be in the top match or the top male match, I guess, on your show. It makes sense to me.
1: Uh, I missed SmackDown this week. Uh, I mean, I guess let's just tie up on the final loose end from Raw. And it's Becky and Ronda having a confrontation on Raw. And Ronda getting angry at the fans and forgetting (laughs) her lines. And uh, is this the beginning of the end of Ronda Rousey in pro wrestling? (laughs) Regardless of her plans for starting a family. um, Is this the beginning of the end? for her in wrestling and how was she simultaneously in such a horrific segment. And then a match called in the ring that I saw a lot of people crapping on. And I mean, it was very, it was not smooth. I no, but I didn't think that hurt the match. No. Well, first (laughs) of all, the fans
2: bought into Bailey winning in a way that I did not expect them to. Like, when she put on the bank statement, the crowd was, like, on their feet. Like, they thought Rondo was going to tap out to Bailey on a random Raw. <laughs> Which, I mean, credit to both of those women. They did a very good, they did a good job. And, the, I mean, the crowd was into it. Um, so, yeah, even though it was clunky in some spots, I thought they told a decent enough story. And I thought it was a fun match. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and then the post-match was great but I think the, maybe it's because she, maybe Rhonda Moore expected to be booed once Becky was out there and, but she didn't expect to be booed when she was just out there being like a smiling baby face and that <laughs> threw her off because yeah. she just, she didn't care what the crowd was doing when she was cutting the promo on Becky, but she very clearly cared when they were booing and, and, uh, you know, trying to get her to stump, trying and succeeding to get her to stumble over her, her words, uh, before the match. And then they rushed Bailey out to the ring. Didn't even have time to set up the, uh, inflatable tube men. So it was, uh, I don't know. It was wacky. <laughs> it was a wacky segment, but I thought Becky cut a really good promo. I thought Rhonda cut a really good promo. Made me want to see that match at WrestleMania. But, uh, then SmackDown happens. And, uh, Are you aware of what happened on the show, or is this another week where I can tell you what happened?
1: This is another week where you can tell me what happened.
2: So, start of the show, uh, Becky comes out to uh, bask in the glory of winning the Rumble. Charlotte comes out and is kind of a heel, and then they got in a big pull-apart brawl. Uh, It's also worth noting that the Fastlane show in March is locally advertising a Becky versus Charlotte match. Um, so what I think is going to happen because SmackDown doesn't have enough women for the tag team thing I think Becky and Charlotte are going to be a team in the women's elimination chamber for the tag titles and then they're going to have their match at Fastlane awesome Um, yeah other other things happened on SmackDown Daniel Bryan pulled out a a completely organic WWE (laughs) championship belt made out of hemp and thing wood great. from a naturally fallen oak. <laughs> that which thing is my looks favorite great. line. Yes. It looks cool, too. Um, and Eric Rowan and Rowan, the O in Rowan is now the recycling symbol. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then they announced that the, the men will, will be, the SmackDown men will be having an elimination chamber match for the uh, WWE Championship. So. Right. It wasn't, it was, that show, oh, also, our uh, Truth won the U.S. title.
1: And Rusev turned and aligned with the guy that beat up his wife the night before.
2: Which is this segment. And this <laughs> this was... I made the joke on Twitter that they hired Jeff Jarrett. And two days later, the show was like an 06 episode of Impact. Um, so the finish of the Nakamura match is... Nakamura's going for some kind of fireman's carry move. Uh, Truth rolls him up into like a small package. Gets the pin. But they act like it's a, a, like the ref messed up. Because like Nakamura kicks out, and then they immediately start going into the next spot, and the referee has to wave it off and tell them that Truth won, and then like Nakamura stomps out, Rusev comes down, turns heel. They have then he challenges Truth to put the title on the line. Truth beats him. Then Nakamura comes back out, and they both beat down our uh, Truth, the new U.S. champion. So. Uh I, I think Rusev and Nakamura might be Shane and Miz's uh future opponents for those tag titles.
1: Cool. So I think that might
2: be WrestleMania, by the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs>
2: we're gonna we're gonna hold off on the big Shane Miz sing- singles match instead. We're gonna get a nice lengthy Tag team title reign. Oh, that was the other thing. Uh, Shane, Shane McMahon, quote unquote, surprised The Miz by bringing Miz's dad out on, uh, on SmackDown. And Miz's dad told him he loved him and was proud of him for the first time ever, allegedly.
1: <laughs> All right. Do um... <laughs> you think Shane's dad loves him and is proud of him?
2: No. That's why Shane has to jump off of high things
1: All right, cool. Um, We've motored through the news here pretty quickly. I New Japan is on the road to new beginning. It's ruining my life. (laughs) Oh,
2: before we get to this very interesting topic, um, they did more builds to the the Mandy Naomi match. Yes, we found out the reason why Mandy hates Naomi so much.
1: why is that? So
2: in 2015, Mandy was on Tough Enough. Right. And they did a segment where she was uh, being body slammed by Tamina. And uh, other women in the company were like surrounding the ring. And Naomi got upset because Mandy uh, smiled after taking a body slam. And so she started shouting at Tamina to go up to the top rope and splash her. Because it's a shoot, brother. When you're trying to break in these rookies, you shoot splash them from the top rope. And uh, that that moment was so traumatic that Mandy went home and cried and her boyfriend at the time couldn't handle her in this emotional state and broke up with her. And so on that day in 2015, Mandy made a vow that she would one day break up Naomi's marriage. (laughs) We're telling some stories, brother.
1: I mean, it's as good a story as any, I guess. (laughs) You're going to do a story.
2: I mean they tried. <laughs> they tried to come up with some sort of logic of how we went from zero to marriage breakup.
1: <laughs> they tried retroactively though. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I feel like someone should have explained that much earlier. That's that's probably fair. Um,
2: Jimmy Uso doesn't seem too shaken up by it though, as the Uso's won the number one contenders match for the tag title. So
1: Oh man. It, do you think Shane might accidentally kill an Uso? Seems possible.
2: <laughs> Could uh, do another shooting star elbow to the groin, like he did to Cesaro on Sunday.
1: He's he's fifty. Like this is not good, man. He, he
2: turns he turns a very unnatural shade of red just just when he does his dance.
1: It's like bro. It's like Brock. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be carrying around that much muscle when you're that old. It gets really bad for your cardiovascular system. Yeah. That's <sighs> why so I, I was so glad when Triple H slimmed down some, and then he came back bigger than ever for Saudi Arabia and <laughs> <laughs> T-
2: tore tore his back apart.
1: Tore his chest apart. Yes.
2: Speaking of, just to wrap up the WWE news side of things, do you think? Dean's going to eat a pedigree in a 1-2-3 on his way out the door.
1: They sure teased that on Raw Monday. I just don't I don't see them wasting television time on a guy that's headed out. I feel, you know, if there was anyone that could be given the rub by beating him, <laughs> okay. But, particularly, but he's
2: lost so much. Maybe he needs to win one to get his credibility back. Oh. <sighs>
1: I mean, there are there are other opponents. <laughs> I really I
2: really think there are other opponents. I, I I think Dean Ambrose needs to eat a pedigree in one two three before he leaves.
1: I also don't know if Hunter is going to be able to go by WrestleMania. Like I know he started working out again recently, you know, three months after surgery or whatever, but mm-hmm. ugh, no. Well, man. you know, fighters
2: heal faster than normal men.
1: <laughs> that's that's right oh sorry
2: back to how new japan is ruining your life
1: yeah so it's ruining my life that's about it nothing really exciting is happening on these shows Uh,
2: especially not because they couldn't bring any of the japanese people to the uh, u.s shows
1: yeah that's a thing like i'm kind of glad that i've held off on buying tickets for anything in new york (laughs) yeah given that you know
2: the government may shut down again in about 12 days
1: yeah and top guys might not be there yeah
2: Might be seeing a Matt Taven versus Juice Robinson main event of that show.
1: Headlining the garden. Yeah. It was written in the stars.
2: (laughs) This is Matt Taven's moment, man.
1: Matt Taven had some potential before he tore up his knee, but that's like going back half a decade now.
2: (laughs) Well, he was also like, he was in a, a stable with Adam Cole and Mike Bennett, and Mike Bennett at one point seemed to have talent and potential, which has since dissipated. But, like, he was, all, he was like the third wheel, and then when they brought him back and gave him the new kingdom, it's like, alright, the third best guy in a three-man group is now the top guy in this group. Here you go. Yeah. But anyway, sorry for the drive-by on Matt David. I'm sure <laughs> no. he's a lovely human being.
1: I'm not sure he's a lovely human being, but That's fair. but uh, like, just don't
2: just don't tell me Dalton Castle's not a lovely human being.
1: No, I'm I'm sure Dalton is.
2: Oh, speaking of Dalton Castle, there's one more thing I want to mention from NXT. This show is all over the place, much like WB Television was this week. Uh, Velveteen Dream was shown at at ringside at NXT on Saturday night. Yes, and he had two uh, lovely women with him. They appeared and to
1: be I'd... recruited from a local gentleman's establishment.
2: Correct. And I would just like to say there should have been one very beautiful woman with him and (laughs) one very beautiful man with him. Because you cannot tell me that that character, I don't know anything about the man himself, but you cannot tell me that Velveteen Dream, the character, is not just screwing everything. Polly, I believe, is the term.
1: Uh, That was graphic
2: and Polly, if you want to use the uh, uh, more uh, politically correct terms but Guinness, I, thought, I thought he should have had a gentleman accompanying him as well as the,
1: the young lady uh, your logic is sound are you aware that before right before he got hired by WWE uh, Nigel McGuinness had a podcast where, where he was talking about the Polly life I was not <laughs> well, there you go
2: isn't Nigel married with a child now
1: um, he has a child now. I don't know if he's married or not.
2: But... Okay. Hey, good for him. Good family man.
1: <laughs> Jeez. All right. Uh, what else do we have to get into? I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Like, there's not, again, not, we kind of touched on, other than people wanting to apparently jump to it, not a lot of AEW news this week. Um, Kushida had his last match in New Japan.
1: Yeah, and like most most Kushida matches, it was kind of just there for the first fifteen minutes, and then the last eight minutes were great. Yeah, um, sounds about right. Yeah, uh, halftime heat's coming back.
2: Well, that's, yeah, I am kind of uh, interested in that. I think it's. I was very amused by WWE just flat out burying Maroon Five.
1: It's a very interesting hill to die on.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't hate them
1: for it. No, I don't hate Maroon Five though. Like you know, they're I- fine, but.
2: I find it very difficult to hate any pop act because, like, if I hear the song on the radio, I'll be like, yeah, I get it. I get why that's appealing to people. I'm not not really looking to rain on too many people's parades when it comes to their entertainment choices. Sure. Unless you go pay for, like, Dolph Ziggler stand-up comedy or something.
1: By the way, we called, you called last week on the show, there's a million percent chance that Dolph's going to be in the Rumble. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and there he was at number, you know, twenty eight or whatever.
2: Yeah, and as uh, you and I were talking about this on Sunday, as we were watching the show together, well, he gave an interview on like Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, where it's like, "Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm taking a break from WWE. I won't be in the Rumble, and not really sure what my wrestling career has uh, will hold going forward." And I was like, "He's going to be in the Rumble. He's one hundred percent going to be in the Rumble." It's like because, just a reminder, he's bad at everything. So he probably thinks he's like Brian Pillman when he's doing these interviews, but he's yeah. really more like the Ryback. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's accurate. Hey, Will Osprey was a jerk on Twitter for no reason.
2: Yeah. Just uh, Will, uh, men's rights activist, Will Osprey. Ugh. Gatekeeping Japan.
1: Yeah. That's serious
2: nice. business. You know, you right. don't want any... Unserious ladies getting to wrestle in Japan,
1: right? Simulating these here fake fights. Yeah,
2: serious business.
1: So uh, Will Osprey is canceled. <laughs> uh, I, I'm
2: kind of okay with that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has I'm, the haircut? You know, like, like I kind of just saw it know, coming.
1: The the Hitler Youth haircut. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just assume that he's going to break his neck in the ring fairly soon. <laughs> And uh, this will be, you know, ev- evolution taking its course. <laughs> yes.
2: Evolution, not a mystery, as it turns out.
1: No, no, no. no. Uh, Elias turned heel this week for a reason.
2: <laughs> Forgot about that. He apparently turns heel in the rumble because um, he healed on the Diamondbacks, but nobody really noticed because we were in hour 14 of that show. And then, yeah, he solidified it on Monday by uh, breaking a guitar over the road dog's back.
1: Like, I was getting that he was a heel at the Rumble. Like, I, it was very clear to me. But Okay. But... I wasn't
2: paying attention, I guess. <laughs>
1: that's.
2: I heard you know. a heel on the Diamondbacks, and I was like, that's weird.
1: Yeah. Um, let me see here. Uh, Sasha Banks was selling her left arm. From Ronda Rousey's arm bar at a Make a Wish appearance on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. I'm glad that someone in this business is keeping kayfabe alive.
2: It's fake, man. Well,
1: yeah, that's true. Um, were you
2: were you satisfied with? I, know, I mean, obviously you're not satisfied because she doesn't win the belt. But <laughs> were you somewhat satisfied with uh, with the sauce match? They gave her a
1: lot. They did give her a lot. I don't know. I feel like it's a blessing and a curse, though, because I feel like she's gotten the the label of a good hand, and <laughs> sure, that's kind of the match that that's a match that just reinforces, oh, yeah, she's a good hand, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I don't see any plans to push her anytime soon. But well,
2: Rhonda will be gone allegedly after WrestleMania, at least to start a family, if not forever. Yeah, and uh, you know. Alexa will need people to feud with when she wins the belt back.
1: Yeah, that's true. Keep I, just head up. Feel, I just feel like the tag, the tag team thing is the tag team title thing is such a waste of her. It's, you know, but she and
2: Bailey want to be, I mean, they didn't, they like lead the charge on getting tag belts for the women.
1: Yeah, but they shouldn't, <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: They're too, they're too good of <laughs> friends for their own good is what you're saying. Yes.
1: Yes, they've been listening to Mick too much. Well,
2: there's that, and I also think maybe they just feel like there's some solidarity with the seven or eight women who just de- never get to wrestle for the singles title. And they're like, "Well, we're gonna have all the if we're gonna wrestle the Riot Squad forty three times a year. Maybe we should wrestle for belts instead of just you know for nothing."
1: I guess that's a line of thinking. Sure,
2: if you want to be more pragmatic about it versus just.
1: Them being marks for each other. All right, this is gonna get pretty hurtful pretty quickly. If I we... named
2: my dog after Bailey, for the record, I don't hate any of these women. I'm, I'm, in fact, I respect them. I respect them enough to criticize them fairly.
1: <laughs> this is this is serious business.
2: Absolutely, it's a serious business, you can't you can't joke around when you're re- when you're doing fake fighting in Japan. That's what we learned this week.
1: All right, anything else?
2: No, I think we can wrap it up.
1: <laughs> cool. Until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life.
2: Okay, monkey boy, I'll see you at the bar. <laughs>
1: you got did him. it. You did it. told you what I got. You did it. You're a man of your word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'm thinking, you know, now we're like three days away from Thanksgiving, and
2: I really feel I have a great deal to be thankful for. Well, you know, for example, six more years of Ted Kennedy jokes. Thank you
0: very much. Yes, sir! That's exactly... Nice to see you. What brings you to the Ed Sullivan Theater? Well, I don't know. I was just feeling kind of down in the dumps. It's cold out and the leaves are off the trees. And I just, you know, I just needed a little applause. Good. That's good. All right. All right, take off now. So what are you looking
2: at, Zippy? Paul Newman just said to me, what are you looking at, Zippy? You know, ladies and gentlemen, last winter the entire country was gripped by Olympic fever.
0: As many were, I was inspired and moved, so... (laughs) Paul Newman. Hi, Paul.
1: Okay, Monkey Boy, I'll see you in the bar.
2: (laughs) Paul Newman just said to me, Okay, Monkey Boy,
1: I'll see you in the bar. I am uh, coming to you live from the living room studio, where it is uh, sixty degrees because our heat doesn't work. Cool. It was fifty-eight a few minutes ago. That's that's not ideal. Well, we're we're trending in the right direction at least.
2: It's gonna be six degrees tomorrow morning. I so. saw.
1: Awesome. It's probably gonna be about forty-four in in here.
2: Well, you know. Hunker down.
1: bundle up. Yeah, I'm wearing uh, wearing two sweatshirts, two pairs of sweatpants.
2: Is it like something that can be fixed or like you guys need to buy a space heater?
1: Well, oh, we have space heaters going. Um, Oh. The problem is that uh, there is, well, we've been told that the problem is that there is not a return on the second floor and so um it has no way of uh, communicating to the thermostat what the temperature is on the second floor so it thinks well it that's what we, we've been told okay i um and they're like there's no way that, that that can be fixed without like just redoing the whole house and obviously we're renting so that's not a uh, I don't believe that just because, um, sure, it might be a little bit warmer on the second floor where the furnace is and it might think, oh, uh, and I guess there's a sensor on most furnaces that don't allow you to blow up your house with natural gas, basically. So regardless of what the thermostat is telling the the furnace, if the furnace thinks it's warm enough, it's not going to go on. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that that's the problem because, I mean, it might be four degrees warmer um, on the second floor, but the thermostat's at the 70. So if it's 64 on the second floor and the thermostat's at the 70, then why isn't it still working? Like, I, yeah. so I, I don't know. Our, our landlord is very good in, in many ways, and it's a cheap uh for the area it's a cheap place to live. Um but this yeah this blows.
2: <laughs> yeah
1: that's also you can't have more than one space heater on at a time because it blows a circuit. Oh. <laughs> so it's like do you want to be warm upstairs or downstairs? You have to pick. I see. Awesome. Anyway, fascinating <laughs> It's fascinating as Dave talking about being the (laughs) elite. I try to keep
0: on keeping on.